A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Have it to get 30, 30, bit to get 30, bit to get 20, 20, 20, bit to get 20, 20, bit to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to What a Load of Cobblers, the debrief, a conversation on Northampton Town 2, Scunthorpe United nil. I'm Tom Reed, and joining me today are James Averill, Brendan Walsh and Max Miller. James, we'll go to you first. We've talked about it a little bit in the past of a lack of Saturday wins, so it's about as good as it gets, isn't it, a Saturday win yesterday and a clean sheet? Yeah, continuing in, in you know a good run of form at the start of the season in the league. Four clean sheets out of five, uh, another win. Admittedly, it was against 10 men, but you can only beat what's in front of you, and I thought we did it pretty comfortably wasn't really worried at any point apart from maybe Scunthorpe had a brief five minute spell right at the end which I suppose is always going to come when it's only one goal but then we got the second and um, put it to bed so pretty comfortable win and did what we had to. Yeah that's a fair summary. Brendan I sort of felt that Scunthorpe were a nice side for us to play not least because they you know lost lost a player a bit, bit stupidly but they just they played the game you know, pretty well in terms of the way they set up, you know, and they were quite sort of, you know, they were just sort of, they went around the game, which which gave us a few in inroads into them and stuff. But um, Brendan, still a, a good win nonetheless. Yeah, I've got a, yeah, I mean, 2-0, two, clean sheet, three points. You can't really, like you said, you can't really ask much better. I think the red card, like everyone always goes, you know, where they're down to 10 men, but we were down to 10 men against Colchester and hung on. And I think that there was another game this season, first game of the season where we played against 10 men. We know how hard it is when teams can set up and they have something to defend. Um, you know, it's not a given. There's been other results, I think, even this weekend of, of, you know, teams playing against 10 men and not winning the game or not getting the goal. So, you know, I was just happy to, to have uh, a couple of goals, not set piece goals as well. And it, we were definitely good value for it, weren't we? You know, uh, like um, like James said, I think they had a couple of corners at the end, and that's about it. You know, um, I think it was a, a fully deserved victory, and and I still don't feel like we were we've hit top gear yet. I still feel like there's a lot to come. So having yeah. you know, sitting fifth in the table, beating some all right teams, um, I, it's already shaping up to be a really nice game next weekend, isn't it? You know, Forest Green also at the top of the table, sure to be there at the end of the season. So yeah, if it, it feels feels slightly weird waking up on a Sunday and having very good hopes for the season doesn't it I haven't had that for a couple of years so yeah 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 that's a another fair summary I think that open play goal is is really important or those open play goals because we were getting a little bit a little bit sort of um itchy feet on the lack of open play goals and just a lot of set pieces and uh, I'll go to you Max just a little bit of a summary of yesterday it was nice to see both Rose and um, Sam Hoskins get on the score sheet because both of them need a goal. Both of them probably confidence players, you reckon, Max? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I was watching the highlights on Quest this morning and the guy said that, you know, it's Danny Rose's first goal in 32 games. And he's just, I thought, bloody hell, is that 
is that how long it's been since he last scored for us in in the league i think and uh you know that's going to do him massively the world of confidence um you know is going to be good for him um and the same with hoskins i mean i thought it was going to go to connolly personally uh because i thought it crossed the line from where i was sat yeah but if, you know it was still good for hoskins to go and score i mean he could have easily had a couple. I mean, he had a great one-on-one chance that was denied by Rory Watson. He nearly scored in the first minute of the game. So, um, with that long-range effort, that was quite, well, quite comfortably saved. But, you know, it's already good to see us getting off to a better start uh, this time last season. You know, I think I was looking at it. We'd only won once in our first five games uh, this time last season. But it's much. it's a much better start. We're looking much better defensively. I was a little bit worried... Um, I think Scunthorpe's game plan went out the window as soon as the red card happened. Yeah. But um, uh, I think from then on, it was just to frustrate us. And they did have a couple of good chances towards the end of the first half. Um, but other than that, they didn't really pose much of a threat. But towards the end, they just just started to run out of steam a little bit. And, uh, you know, that, that kind of allowed us to go in for the kill a little bit more and get a couple more goals. Yeah. I, I just found it was... Um... Like I said before, it's quite a nice afternoon out, and some of the games under Carr we just wasn't enjoying. Especially we talked about it a lot in the past, the style of play, you know, the way we set up and stuff. But with John Brady and Colin Calder, it just seems like everything's done pretty sensibly. You're not really questioning a lot what's going on. It's um, we're a solid outfit, especially defensively. So it's just you go in to a game, you're not not too concerned about what's to come, and it was really nice, especially to see. A lot of the fans again and outside cars bar is really buzzing and stuff and it was yeah it was just it was nice to sort of everyone to get back together and to as i said to james earlier to, to get another win on saturday with their rarest hen's teeth in, in recent years so yeah um let's go through some of the talking points james they're sending off for emmanuel honoriasi i don't know how you pronounce that if i pronounce that wrong i do apologize for scumthorpe um, on 20 minutes for bundling over Danny Rose. Was that another one you think it was just a straightforward straight red? Yeah, I, th- I think the fact that their manager has come out and said that it was a red card pretty much vindicates the referee's decision. And we did just say before we started recording, uh, we all thought the referee had a very good game, which is is, is not normally uh, something you say on, the, on these podcasts, but I think credit where it's due. I, I, he was one of those refs where he didn't really get a decision wrong yesterday and that the red card was completely the right decision. I mean, it was a, perhaps a, a tad fortuitous in how it came back in that it seemed to be just kind of a, a bit of a, a clearance almost from McGowan under pressure and it's it sailed over. I will say we were trying to go for that uh, long ball in behind their defence, particularly it was it seemed to be a lot of the long balls coming from Horsefall. Uh, that seemed to be a, you know, a, a decision we made to target defence and for whatever reason with that McGowan clearance their back line wasn't in a good line uh was all over the place in terms of its shape um and Rose took advantage and you I was kind of gutted because you know we've you know Max just talked about how long it's been for for Danny Rose to score and he thought oh is that is that his chance to score gone um but I think he I think he did almost draw the foul in, in a sense even though it was a definite foul he drew it, knew what he was doing. Um, thought it was going to be a penalty at first, but uh, I think looking back, at it, it was just outside the area. So again, the right decision from the ref. And yeah, yeah, when the opposition manager says it's a definite red card, that pretty much sums it up. None of their players, apart from the player in question, really seem to argue it. It's one of those. If if one of my defenders did that, 
um, I'd be expecting a red card as well. You, you do sometimes question, is it better to let them go through, particularly only 20 minutes in, is it better to let Rose through and, and have a shot and trust your keeper rather than condemning your team to, you know, nine, uh, 70 minutes, you know, a man down. So a, a pretty poor individual choice from that defender, I think, but it certainly worked in our favour. Yeah, I'm not sure whether he, the defender had time to think or it was a conscious thing. I think he was just a little bit clumsy, to be honest with you. He obviously clipped him or bundled him, whatever, which way you want to describe it. But yeah, it, it's obviously a huge turning point and just one of those things you really want to see as a Cobblers fan after 20 minutes to to um, get that extra man advantage. Um, for you, Brendan, is it just literally letter of the law, just definite red? Yeah, 100%. And and uh, we were, we talked a lot on the, the last time I was on a debrief, I think, about... Um, Benny Ashley Seal and, and our other strikers and what they're doing. And I think that whole move really is is so indicative of Danny Rose. And and we say it all the time, like, oh, he doesn't score. But it's all well and good running around and putting the effort in. But, you know, again, like James said, that was a, a pretty straightforward clearance. But he will be in, he will, you know, test those and, and, and make sure defenders are having a, a good game all the time. Um, and if you're not having a good, you, like, that's just come from his work right there. And, it's it seems so easy, but how many times you know we've seen strikers or, or other teams play? You know they don't bother with those sorts of things. So you know it, it's you can say it's fortuitous, but you make your own luck. And, and he was in the right place at the right time to to draw the foul. And um, I don't think we've had anyone as good as drawing fouls in the back like that. Probably since Charlie Good. Um, Charlie Good was was a special specialist at that, wasn't he? But um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I I think it was it was a red card. Um, all day long but I was just, I was even like made up for Danny to even draw that I think even doing that do you know what I mean he's kind of like well that's what I'm on the pitch to do is to chase and be an, a nuisance and then once he's done that and brought the team back to 10 men it was kind he was kind of like well I'm gonna have fun now um he, he played well in his link up and, and winning the ball and being a nuisance all day so I was so happy for him to get the goal mm, yeah definitely I guess I'll go to you on this one Max if you're an outsider footballing purist whatever you want to call it if you you really want 11 v 11 you know an honest fight and you know Rose was fairly far right it wasn't like literally a foot from the goal so you know you, you could say in you know in a sort of ideal world that their defender probably would have stayed in the pitch and it would have been a fair fight but I guess the referee had no choice Max no not really I mean I look back at it this morning and I when you watch it um, you know, in in person yesterday, I thought it was you know Stonewall red card, but I think it it was a little bit soft. And like he's, like Brendan said, you know you've got to make the most of you know those chances if you if you do press them down and uh, try and win the ball. But he uh, you know to be fair, Danny Rose, you know like Brendan said, he did that and he he got the red card and you know drew the foul and got the red card. But you know he. It, it, looking back on it, it did think it was a bit soft, but what can you do if it's last man? You know, you can't do too much. You, you've got no complaints. I mean, if it was, I don't know, maybe if uh, Itetti was ahead of him and perhaps Honorisse could be a little bit sorry, but he wasn't. And to be honest, I don't think it, we could have, uh, or Scunthorpe or anybody who was watching that could have any complaints about it at all. You know, it's just down to the letter of the law at the end of the day. Yeah, that makes sense. The referee knows he's, everything's recorded and stuff. He can't just like <laughs> turn a blind eye and say, look, we'll give you a little yellow for that. You know, that was a bit of a bad one, but we'll keep you on the pitch. He just has to go. So, And after 20 minutes, it just gives Cobblers just a, an easier ride of it. Although we didn't actually know absolutely cane them. They did have their moments, as we have mentioned. Some thought aren't a bad side, I don't think. They, as I said, they play football 
the right way in most of the game. But um, just that extra man did start to tell, especially as the game went on. Let's talk about the Cobbler's first goal. Came after quite a while, actually, an hour, what, 64 minutes. Uh, Rose really made the goal and he finished it, which is really nice to see. And probably we can talk about that in a second, the, the sort of goal we've been wanting from him because he, he wins an aerial duel. He lays it off to Atete, who lays it off again to Hoskins, I think it was, and then the ball comes in. And Rose just shows really good movement and a nice little finish from close range. Um, James, do you agree that that's the sort of goal we've been wanting to see from Rose? Yeah, it's where we want him, in the middle of the six-yard box in front of goal. That's where you want your strikers. And particularly pleasing to see three forward players linking up. Like you say, Rose has won the aerial header first, and then it's a good layoff from uh, Atete. And, you know, I've I've said in the past, I'm not sure the wing is Sam Hoskins' best position. But in fairness to him, uh, in the last two games, he's put in two really good crosses uh, for assists. Um, so the assist for, for Pollock, a really good cross from deep uh, for in, in the, is it the Papa John's trophy, what, the pizza cup, whatever it's called now, uh, in yeah. midweek. And uh, and again, really precise cross uh, for, for Rose. And um, it, it was one, you know, it's, it's difficult to miss from, from that distance, but he's in the right place. And that's the important thing. And you could see, uh, is confidence growing even from that early red card uh, you know having contributed there you could see his confidence growing and then after that you know um, it, that, that's the Danny Rose we've been kind of wanting to see and it's the Danny Rose we've seen against us for yeah. Mansfield you know he, he was always a pest for Mansfield and why he's you can never question his commitment and, and his running for us I do feel like we've not seen him anywhere near his best uh, for us as a moment, with the exception of of that overhead kick. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think, you know, if, if if Rose plays to that level consistently, we've, we have got a, a good partnership up there in, in terms of Rose and Atete, in that they will just be a nightmare. They will just be awkward for defenders to deal with um, in, in every way. So... Uh, particularly pleasing to see, yeah, three players, uh, three front players in, involved in that goal. And once we got that goal, uh, it, you know, it, it did change the dynamic of the game because obviously Scunthorpe were happy to to sit back and absorb the pressure and see if we could break them down. And I thought we did play better after that because obviously we had a bit more space to run at them as as Scunthorpe tried to find a way back into the game and it gave our, you know, more um, uh, quicker players such as Pinnock and uh, particularly Koiki down the left, uh, it gave them just a bit more space to exploit and get forward. And it became a bit more of an entertaining game after that as well. So I think it worked out well for for, for many different reasons, that first goal. Yeah. Rose is, is crucial in, in, in various ways. I've talked on previous podcasts where I think that the recruitment, I wouldn't say they got it wrong at all because you can't say that you'd never not sign Atete so good and we'll talk about him a bit later how how, how much I rate him but for me Atete seems to rival Kabamba for a starting place or you know they're not Kabamba and Atete probably not, not the most ideal partnership I would say so Rose therefore really needed to step up and get that goal and show us like exactly what James says that that form and that ability that he's shown for previous clubs against us so that finish, that finish for me is really nice because of his anticipation and and a little bit of pace, which I think we've been missing from him as well. So I do wonder if maybe not that he's carried an injury, but he's just trying to get up to full speed. And Brendan, maybe we saw 
yeah, like yesterday, just from what we saw from him gave us a little bit of hope for the rest of the season for him. Um, yeah, and, I think like we've we've said it before when we were talking a lot about Baz after the first week, like he got he did get the goal, and I think there was a few you know shouts to kind of lay off him because he got the goal. His performance around that was poor, and he wasn't good enough. And I I I, I think in League Two, everyone always goes on about twenty goal a season strikers. There aren't many, and if there were, they probably wouldn't be in League Two or at Northampton. And I think you can't. There aren't really many players that are good enough to just get the odd goal and not perform well. And Danny Rose, all through League One, where there was no service and and uh, you know all under curl, like you know there wasn't really anything he could do to score, let alone it, there was no chances for him. Do you know what I mean? There was just no play. He was never going to win headers. But and he would still put in good performances, chasing down and being a nuisance, winning free kicks. He just speeds the tempo up, I think. And Cabamba and Atete are slightly too similar. They play well together, but they just they hold yeah. the ball so well, and and there's no one really to to lay it off to. I think we're going to see need to see Rose kick on. So that goal is really important because I think it, yeah, it, he's more natural to play off Atete. And even the games, you know, Atete didn't score yesterday, but he had a good game and and was was physical and and laid the you know the goal off well, laid that off to Hoskins. But I think. Um, you know, Rose will have a lot more games like that where he probably doesn't put one in the back of the net, but uh, he has a really good game and he does all the other bits really well. I think he was unlucky not to get one in the first half as well. I, I forgot about it until I saw it in the highlights, but he kind of comes near post and the keeper sticks an arm out. It's quite yeah. simple, the second one. So, you know, with with, um, with Brady, it's clear he wants to play wide. It's clear what he wants to, to get the ball wide and get the ball in. And, and we saw that, like, perfectly yesterday when we went a bit more direct to start the moves off um, in the second half and time was going down Rose wins the ball we get it wide and then it comes into him that's you know that that's that's going to be our bread and butter it seems this season and um, so I'm glad that he's kind of starting to nail it down a little bit and him and Atete might form a, a decent partnership. Mm, um, yeah I agree with a lot of that. Max, Rose you could argue in Previous weeks, maybe going back a little, little while, that Rose could be seen as just a, a bench warrior, essentially. He just wasn't producing those that sort of dynamism and that intuition and that pace, finishing ability that he showed yesterday. But um, now, Max, would you say that he's almost looking like maybe a, a first-choice striker along with Vertete? Yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd, I'd agree with that. I mean, just going back to what Brendan said, uh, about the 20 goal a season striker. I mean, you know, football is at the end of the game. At the end of the day, it's a, it's a team game, um, and I think the more people that we can have scoring for us, I think the better. Rather than having to rely on a 20 goal a season striker. I mean, I, the way I see uh, Rose is as, as more of a poacher or fox in the box kind of type player um, who can finish those. He needs to get a little bit more involved for me personally, uh, and I think he could have easily gabbed uh, a couple of more. Um, but he was just a little bit unlucky, I think, with just positioning. But I think yesterday was kind of a new corner for him, really. Um, it was nice to see him running down and chasing those, you know, those balls and putting pressure on the defenders. But whereas in recent weeks, we've con- constantly seen him like trying to throw himself to the floor or, you know, try and win cheap free kicks. And it's never always worked out for him. But I'm hoping yeah. that, you know, now we've, we, if we can try and build a team around him, then he can start scoring some goals, getting that service in and start scoring um, some more goals for us. Mm, yeah, I guess he's 
very important too because if he got a good gets injured you just don't really know who who can really replace him Kabamba could replace a Tete quite simply I guess but yeah Rose we just because we didn't bring anyone in in the transfer window in that in that position he he is really important. we don't have anyone else really like him up top I think the closest we have was when Cole was playing Hoskins up top last season and he just doesn't quite have the. He's not quite as intelligent as Rose. I don't think he's as nasty as either. No. Um, it's at the moment, and, and I'm, you know, I, I, I to disagree with James. I think I like Hoskins on the right wing. I think it, that's where he plays better for us. Um, and where, yeah, because he will go forward and back. He works back quite well. There's a little bit less pressure on him. You don't have to rely on, you know, his finishing, which isn't always the, the greatest. Um, <laughs> I like him there. So, yeah, we, I think you're right. We don't have a lot to replace Rose with. I, I think. I could talk for, for hours on like how annoyed I get about people's expectations of signings in League One and League Two and 20 goal season strikers. And, and you know, the team's good, but we haven't got any strikers. There isn't really any real strikers in this league that you'd fear. And the ones that do end up, you know, by Christmas, where, oh, well, they've got that player who's scoring X amount of goals. That, you know, Ian Doyle did it a couple of seasons ago for Swindon. He was about 30. He'd never scored any goals in his career. Paul Mullen mm. did it um, last season for Cambridge. I don't. I'm pretty sure you'd have to look it up, but I'm pretty sure he didn't. He hadn't ten goals in a season his whole career. He's like 26, 27, and then he goes and scores 32 goals. It's you can't. You know, it's it's not the Premier League where you can go and buy in goals. You don't go and buy Lukaku and know they're going to bring you back an input. So I, I love look, looking at strikers that you like. Right, you might not always get the ball in the in the net, but what yeah. are you doing to chip in? To the all-round play, I, like Danny Rose was coming back and defending and and like stopping corners and stuff last season. You know, I don't think he's quite being asked to do that this season because we don't play as defensive. But I've I've always liked him even when he was getting chipped last season because he's really honest and and he doesn't always have to score to have a good game. Unlike some of the other players we've got, and I, I don't want to bash anyone to name names, but if they're not scoring goals, and they shouldn't be in the team, frankly. So, mm. yeah, that, that's I think that's why I was just so happy yesterday. I, if I could have picked anyone on the pitch to get a goal, it probably would have been him. Mm. I guess we could also talk all day about Hoskins' best position and his, his finishing ability. We've probably filled quite a few hours of it of the podcast mm. over the years, but he did get that goal on ninety plus three minutes. Um, Dylan Connolly made a good impact from the bench, actually. I think he came on, yeah, about that on the hour mark, something around then. He balled down on goal, switches to the left, but the shot is blocked on the line. Hoskins, good anticipation from him, actually, James. And he's only little, but good strength to force the goal in. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I was similar to Max. I thought it had gone in uh, originally from, from Connolly. But uh, I remember a similar goal that Alfie Potter got where he kind of um, followed in with like a, a tackle and, and made sure. And um, yeah. yeah, you know, that that's, um, it's, it's excellent. You know, that that's one thing you're always going to get from, from Sam Hoskins is he's going to, he's going to chase the ball down. And, um, you know, that's one of his best characteristics and it, it's got him the goal yesterday and fully deserved, you know, 250 games, you know, at, at this level for one club is an, is an impressive uh an impressive achievement and we can argue like you say all day about where we think his best position I still think his best position is just behind the strikers running at centre-backs but yeah. he has done a good a good job in the last few games on on the wing um, and his delivery uh, appears to have improved a lot this year from, from kind of previous games where I've seen him have on the wing so if he can keep that up um, maybe we've we found a, a new best position for him but um, he's 
he just he, you just know what you're getting with Sam. You're getting 100% effort, and it baffles me the amount of stick he gets. Um, because of course, you know, of course he's not going to score every shot that he gets. Yes, frustratingly, he sometimes does hit the first man with crosses, etc. But these League Two players, you know, all our all our favourite players over the years had had moments where they didn't produce as well. And for some reason, he seems to take a lot of a lot of stick from a, a you know, I, I will say it's, it's a small amount of fans, mostly online fans as well. Um, but I, I, I love the guy, you know, I, I love any player that puts in 110%. That's not possible. 100% effort for, <laughs> for, for the for the club. Uh, I'm getting used to using football uh, football cliches, and I it's uh, we, we go again, Tom. We go again. Um, uh, but uh, you know he puts in 100% effort every game, and any player that does that does not get any any stick from from me, and I don't think should get any stick. So for him to rack up 250 appearances and mark it within a goal and an assist yesterday is is well deserved for Sam. Yeah, it's clear familiarity breeds contempt. Uh, I remember Ryan Gilligan to an extent. Yes. I sort of, I, I sort of felt like it. This guy's been at the club for so long. You just sort of like, well, you just focus on his his down points, not the fact that he was, you know, quite an ele- elegant and when he, he put his mind to it, sort of box to box midfield. You're just like, oh, he missed that. Oh God, what, you know, what's he done wrong? And I think people are almost waiting for Sam Hoskins to miss, and that sort of maybe sort of explains why he doesn't play through the middle, which makes a lot of sense, but. Can you imagine if he makes it and misses a couple? The, the the fan a lot of fans would be on his back, so he's maybe a little bit safer out on the wing where he has the odd shot here and there. But um, Brendan, at the end of the day, he's he's made seven. He's he's had what seven managers, and they all they all select him. Yeah. So yeah. there's a reason why that's happened. You know, you, you used to get it with with players. I, I can remember Samo. You know, played for us for years, and then Terry Fennick comes in and gets dropped all of a sudden. You know, so for for, for players for a player to be picked consistently by every manager that we've had uh, over the last five or six years suggests that they all rate him. So I don't know why he he, he does get the stick that he does. Yeah, we all Cobblers fans have always had a scapegoat. There's always one. So he's just a, unfortunately him at the moment. There'll be someone else around the corner, no doubt. But um, Brendan, just just a, yeah, like good anticipation from Hoskins and um, maybe have a word, Brendan, on Connolly's impact because I thought he he's he's a pretty useful player and uh, quite a a tricky winger. Yeah, I think um, he's he will be the next one in line for the the Hoskins treatment. Um, again, I remember <laughs> on the, the one of the first uh, podcasts we were talking about um, Hoskins and and the signing of Pace this summer because obviously Brady is an ex non-league winger himself. He wants wide play, he wants exciting wingers, and he loved Michael Miller when we had him in League One last season. And and um, I thought you know the the two. The pick of the bunch for signings for me, other than Guthrie, was Pinnock and Connolly. Pinnock's a little bit more of a classy player with his touch and the way he gets around the pitch. Connolly is just raw pace. And I can't, like, he did it again yesterday. It got a bit lucky with the player cashing it off him. But the pace to recover after that and, and what he does, he made that that defender have to come in and play the ball off him early. And it ended up ricocheting because he was like, well, otherwise he'll burn, he'll burn me for pace. He changes teams thoughts and, and ideas because I can't I can't remember many players quicker than him in the Cobbish shirt. I know we're only in what September but he's got to be up there for the fastest thing I've seen at, at Sixfields he's cr- crazy fast and if you had that amount of pace and he could whip a ball in like Beckham and he could finish like Ronaldo he would not be at Sixfields so like you know a lot, he did it a couple of times just so he got into a good position and his you know the cross went over or he didn't quite pull it back into the right area and I'm like that's fine 
again, this is all the good signs because uh, we've all been watching in the last couple of years of like what happens when you've got a team with no pace and no one who threatens in behind and no one that makes defenders think about things like pace is nature's leveler, uh, especially at this level. Like it, it doesn't matter. I would have 11 Dylan Connollys over anything that Cole put together and I'd just <laughs> knock the ball and let them all chase it. Do you know what I mean? Um, it, you know, I, you can beat really, really good defenders in a foot race if they're not careful. So um, I, I, I enjoyed his little cameo there at the end. I thought he was unlucky not to get it over the line. It's good defending really from them. But it, again, it shows the intent, I think, from Brady. There was numbers forward. Yes, they were down to 10 in chasing the game. But you have to say with Curl and some of our previous managers, we probably would have ended up dropping back into our own box at 1-0 and defending everything and trying to mark the box out. So the fact that we had some pace on that, again, you know, when you're when you're trying to defend a game, pace is great because it keeps the pitch stretched, makes them have to worry about the numbers they're putting forward or they get hurt on the counter like, like they yeah. did yesterday. So, yeah, he is, as much as I want to see him start, he is so perfect. In the, like, I love being able to bring him on, whether we're chasing or whether we're not, because... He keeps yeah. the pitch stretched and, and make and, and there's another element to that. And Hoskins has done that for years. He's been, you know, like James was saying, bemoaned on it on his finishing and his his um, delivery at, at times. But for for the last seven years, however long he's been here, over his 250 appearances, he, a lot of the time he's been the fastest or one of the fastest players in the squad. We haven't really had anyone else up. That's why he's playing up top next to a big man last season because we didn't have anyone else to go and chase it. So. Mm. Um, yeah, I hope like the. I, I had a couple of moments on Connolly yesterday, and I hope he, uh, you know, he doesn't go down the same route as, as Sam. It's so easy in the lower leagues to <laughs> to pick those players out, and they go, yeah, they do it all, but they can't finish. And it's like, well, that's, they can still do all the bit before that, and <laughs> and we, there aren't many players that can do that. So, you know, uh, I'm I'm glad to see him in a club shirt, and and I hope he builds on his his little cameo yesterday. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, yeah, that's well said. I think. <laughs> A couple of fans love a moan, don't we? We all, we all love a moan. You're, you're Brendan, you're pretty um, upbeat, probably unusually upbeat. Most of the time. Give it a couple of years and you'll be like the rest of us. But um, <laughs> yeah, it's, at the moment, it's just nice. There's not a lot to grumble about, really. Maybe, you know, the, the, the Hoskins bashers have a little bit about him. But just generally, the team, team set up well. We're solid at the back and that w- really counts for a lot. Um, and we're scoring a couple of goals here and there. You know, we just picked up a couple. Um, Max... Hoskins, do you do you subscribe to this theory that if Hoskins, you know, could finish, maybe better at shooting, maybe you'd be playing a little bit higher? Yeah, um, I'd, I'd agree with that. I mean, if he, you know, could have buried some of those chances that he had, especially the uh, the chance before half time that we nearly scored, where you know it was a brilliant save from Warry Watson. Got to give him, got to give a goalkeeper credit where it's due. It was a you know very fast reflex save, um, but. Then again, you know, like you said, everyone's looking for a 20 goal a season striker. But, you know, I don't think Hoskins is it, but he, he gives what he, what he lacks in his goals. He gives in his work rate. And, you know, you can't fault that. I mean, I think he's played everywhere on the pitch apart from centre back and goalkeeper, which I'm not going to rule <laughs> out um, that happening at one point. But, uh, you know, I think it shows it all in his commitment. I think he's the one player... Um, yeah, at the end of the day, I think it is what you would call Mr. Northampton at this point. You know, I think yeah. he's the one person, if you were a new signing, you'd want to be introduced to him so he can give you the lowdown on the, on basically the club. Because I think he basically knows the club inside out by this point, means he's now made 250 appearances for us. 
Yeah, I, I think I think it's quite a funny idea actually putting um, Hoskins in goal. Just try it for one game. It would be just he's so little. <laughs> He'd like to make a world class save, and then people would be like, "Ah, oh, Hoskins, your shoelace is undone," or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> Some route to criticise the poor guy, but yeah, just nice to see him on the score sheet. I said beforehand, pretty much every one of our forward players needs a goal, so them two are ticks mm. off now. So that's a good thing. Um, there wasn't too many talking points. It was almost one of those, bit of an Indian summer, fairly warm September day. And yeah, just a nice win in the end. But um, you were saying, Max, that the Scunthorpe manager, Neil Cox, was quite magnanimous. It's a hard word to say, magnanimous, in the um, his discussions of the result afterwards. Yeah, he was. Um, you know, he was, like we said earlier on in the pod, he was very, you know, uh, honest about the red card and you know that's such a refreshing change to managers that have come here and had another man sent off uh one of their players sent off some of them will you know slate the referee or you know even even we've been quite guilty of it um of slating referees off when perhaps it was actually a red card um but he he was completely uh i think for the second week in a row we've had a manager like that where you know he was completely honest about how we how we played he was very uh, you know, he said that his side weren't really in the game, um, but you know that's what happens when you go to, uh, down to ten men after twenty minutes. Uh, you know, your whole game plan goes out the window, and you know you're you're kind of fighting against it. But he was very, very honest uh, because he was he's pretty much said that the Cobblers deserve to win, and you know their work rate paid off. And just by the end of the game, I think we could tell that Scunthorpe were tiring. I mean, when uh, Connolly went in for the final chance before Hoskins scored. I mean, their number 12, I think his name was Gyro, I think it was. Um, he was just absolutely, uh, absolutely shattered. Um, so uh, I, I think it was overall, it was just an all round, you know, a good day for the Cobblers without having any, uh, any nasty comments labelled us, labelled at us afterwards, which was, you know, a nice change of pace for once. Mm, refreshing. And James, also you, Found the referee's performance to be pretty decent too. Yeah, I don't know his name, and that's a good sign. Um, yes, I agree. I'll just tell I you. I don't know his name. Uh, uh, but... Even it's just pretty much my name. Well, what great, what a great guy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, it makes a nice change because I thought Trevor Kettle was going to ref, was going to be involved in every one of our games this season. Oh, um, <laughs> yeah, the, the whistling kettle uh, certainly made an impact early on, didn't it? Uh, yeah, I thought the ref had a really good game. Uh, let it flow when it needed to. Uh, and, and blue for just obvious decisions. Um, it makes it sound really easy. I'm sure it's not. <laughs> but um, yeah. Uh, yeah, you know, I think it's, it's it's important when you when you do get a good ref to actually um, give them some praise because we like like Max said, we we sure as hell make sure they they get both barrels uh, when when they make a mistake that costs your team. So um, yeah, I thought you had a good game yesterday. Let it flow. That's the best sign about a ref if if you if you don't notice them so much but I did notice this one uh because he was very good yeah I can I, I thought that for a while actually when you when you know these sort of celebrity refs and their discussion is about them and you know their name and everything it's always a bad sign so yeah and the fact that we didn't know Tom Reeves is a uh, is, is quite a good one um we're gonna Tom Reeves were you refing no Tom Reeves yeah I, <laughs> Reeves, I, I, I was, right okay after me and Brendan had a few beers, I was in no state to ref that game too much. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give it a go. I'll give, You'd have I'll give still been better than Trevor Kettle. Yeah, yeah, probably <laughs> would be. Um, yeah, yeah, fair point. Um, yeah, I was just going to uh, focus on a couple of the players, just sort of an interesting little slide before we go to the man of matches. Um, the fullbacks for Northampton. So 
you had Koiki, who is, um, you know, he's a bit of a replacement, really. Um, let's go to you on him, Brendan. Do you, do you rate him? Because he's, he's a bit of a presence, isn't he, sometimes? I do, I really do. I, I keep going back to the last time I was, I was on the debrief. I think I said um, he would be a good snip. Like, he... Um, he, he came with some pedigree and was pretty well rated everywhere he'd been. And I think injuries had stopped his development. Um, it's a bit odd that we only signed him on a one-year deal because everyone else has been on two or threes. It seems to be the new norm now under the new um, kind of signing group. Um, so there was maybe there's a thought of like, you know, he could get injured. And I really liked bringing him on late in, in, in a game when he could kind of, because he looks very good going forward, but then can obviously also get back and tackle. So he did that a little bit for us earlier in the season. So he's a very different fullback to Mills. I think Mills is obviously more arrives late, first time ball in, um, you know, obviously likes a, a dead ball situation, whereas Koike doesn't mind a dribble. Um, he'll definitely take it to the byline. And um, I've seen him on set pieces, but I wouldn't say it's like a strength to his game like Mills is. So, yeah, it'll be interesting because it's not, I don't see it as a like-for-like replacement. A lot of people are saying we need to sign another left back because, you know, they don't see that as, as Koike's kind of, um, best position for us they want him further up the pitch but um, I don't know I, I really like him and, and to be honest I, re- I like Mills I know he's the captain but uh, I don't think he's had the best time at, at, at Cobbers I know he's a, a meant to be a, a big voice in the dressing room experienced professional he, he came with some decent pedigree as well but he's had the injuries um, you know stutter his career at Northampton I think quite a lot and I just yeah. think he was getting a bit stale I don't think he's always having the he definitely doesn't do what I think we expected him to going forward. So, I'm, I, you know, I'm happy to see Corky have a little run in, in the team now. Um, I, I like what he brings to it. And uh, I'm already kind of hoping we can extend him past the year because I, I want to see what he does. He's still only young as well. So, um, yeah, me and the lads I sit with as well, we're all big, big fans of him. Yeah, I'd agree with that. And he's one of those players that you think there might be a little bit of progression in him. So it'd be interesting yeah, to see 100%. how he evolved with Northampton. And I did see Graham Carr there yesterday. And it, it does seem to me that the smaller signings like Hoiki seem to be have an added layer of quality to them. So I, I wouldn't surprise me if Graham Carr did have a hand in a, in a couple of the signings. And it just seems just, just a, a slight level above Keith Cole's recruitment, especially the latter one where it went all mm. in tits up but obviously he can live off Charlie Good for quite a long time because that was a good thing but, um, yeah um let's go to you James on McGowan I still don't know the guy's first name I'm going Aaron. with Shane from the Pogues but um <laughs> one of his better games yesterday yeah I thought he did really well uh I thought both fullbacks did very well in that it was it's quite weird with the sending off we almost seem to play like three at the back but one of the midfielders typically Flores was kind of dropping back uh, and then the, the fullbacks were pushed right up almost as kind of like second wingers. And um, I thought we saw the best of McGowan uh, in terms of him getting forward. We hadn't really seen that side of his game, I don't think, too much in, in, the, in the early parts uh, of, of, of this season so far. So I thought it was a really good game from him. I think we know what we're going to get from him defensively in terms of he's going to put his body on the line. Um, he does have a bit of pace, so he can get up and support uh, attacking uh, kind of phases of play, but uh, I thought it was definitely his, his best game. But um, in, similarly, I, I was really impressed with Koiki. I've been really impressed with him every time I've seen him, and a bit similar to to, to Brendan. I, I I think I'd actually have preferred to see him ahead of Mills in in terms mm. of like 
like you said, Mills has had a very stuttered career with us. Um, whereas Koiki is just, he's really exciting to watch. I mean, he is absolutely a bit similar to Connolly. He's just blistering quick when he gets on the move. I mean, that, that one run down the left, um, where he kind of seemed to go past about five players didn't he and it, they just seemed to ricochet off him it was almost like a mini version of Bayo where they just bounced <laughs> off him when he was running at them it was so yeah. good to watch and it it has, it has been so long since we've just watched players run at people um mm. we've been starved of it in recent years um and you know it, it, it's it's exciting to watch you know it gets you off your seat and um yeah, I was really impressed with both fullbacks yesterday, but just a, a quick word about the the centre back partnership, who I think look as solid as I've seen yeah. in a long while. I know it's early days, it could it could mess up still, but four clean sheets in your first five games, um, obviously with Colin Calderwood involved, you you know we're gonna be pretty solid most likely. But that for me is the thing that bodes most well. We've talked a lot obviously about the fact that sometimes it's not clicking going forward and that I would much rather we're solid at the back and difficult to beat because you ju- you're just up there in league two if you're organized you just are um yeah. so that bodes really well and as the season progresses hopefully we can you know become a more fluid side like I said it, it was still quite route one yesterday uh but in a, in a more entertaining way and you could see the logic behind it don't mind route one football as long as there's a purpose behind it um and uh you know I Horsefall in particular, what what a transformation from the early part of last season where uh, let's, I think, you know, he, he just didn't look up to it, I, I I didn't think. But now he is consistently one of our best players. He's putting seven, eight out of ten performances in every game. He looks yeah. a new man. Uh, Guthrie appears to be a really shrewd signing, offering, you know, uh, you know, an attacking threat as well for, at set pieces. Uh, it, it looks really promising, uh, I have to say. We haven't got those as many of those heart and mouth mouth moments under Keith Kerr, where you just knew that the other team were going to come back back into the game and you know backs to the wall. I just feel that they're fairly solid, and you don't have to worry about Guthrie or Horse. We'll just put him in every week. They'll they'll do do you a solid job. Um, Max, a bit of an elephant in the room to an extent, a small elephant. Can you even call that a little baby elephant? Um, with McWilliams, are we a better football inside without him? in the team because Flores and Lewis were the centre midfield partnership and the game flowed pretty well with them too what do you reckon Max oh that's a it's a tough one isn't it that's a horrible (laughs) question to ask that um tough one to be honest I think we're a better team with him in because okay to be completely honest I was with the amount we didn't really use much of the midfield too much I mean Lewis had a couple of chances but other than that that was pretty much it and Flores, I'm still not yet convinced by him at the minute. I mean, I know, like uh, James said, it's it's early doors and, you know, you don't want to start slating players just yet. But it's, I just think Williams can break up the play and then his, his head's up and he's thinking, right, who's making the runs or who can I give it to that make sure we, we have the ball? So I think we, we looked a bit better with him when he came on. Uh, yes, it was towards the end of the game. And, you know, he was pretty much there to make sure that we we didn't throw away the game but I I just thought as soon as he came on I thought you know that's pretty much you know result secured you know he's going to be breaking up the play through the middle of the park so I I think we're a much better team with him in personally. Okay that, that's fair enough and um, Brendan would you concur with that and would you like to see Williams back in for, for instance against Forest Green or Swindon? 
Uh, yeah, I think, I mean, Forest Green up next, you know, I, I think they're, they'll be pushing for automatic promotion this season. I don't know what, what spot in that, but I, I see them right up there, that, that end of the league. So we'll need McWilliams against them. I think with, um, with what I've seen of Brady back end of last season and the beginning of this season, he's direct in the sense that he gets the ball wide quickly and then gets the ball into the box from there. It's not like curl where it's, it's into the box as fast as possible. He definitely likes to get it wide. So we don't see as much play go through the middle. Um, yeah. So, it, you know, I, Paul Lewis had a guilted chance yesterday um, that he skied over and we, and we were right in front of uh, Keon Tete. He couldn't believe that he'd missed it. He was swearing and, and blinding about it because uh, I think it was him that pulled <laughs> it back. And Paul Lewis, I liked him in the first game, what he brought defensively, but I haven't been impressed with him since. Flores is the other way round. I didn't really like him the first couple of games and he's kind of sent it on the last couple of games. You know, the way I see it, it is them two and Pollock competing for a spot next to McWilliams because what McWilliams does when you don't have the ball, you know, we don't see too much go through the middle when we do have the ball, but he is all about recovery and winning the ball back when we when when the other team's got it. So, yeah, I, I he's, he has to be in the team for me. Um, and I, I thought Pollock might even get a chance yesterday. Um, I thought, especially when they were down to ten men, like bringing him on for for Lewis maybe would have been would have been a touch. Just letting him have a go at some tired defenders because I still see him as the most attacking threat next to McWilliams or someone else. Um, yeah. But I'm sure he'll get some more opportunities later on in the season, um, especially with with Lewis and Flores kind of you know being so inconsistent at the moment. Mm, there'll, there'll be injuries and stuff, no doubt. And um, Pollock will be knocking on the door. He's knocking on the door. Such a good player, such a good young player. So we'll see what happens with him. Um, uh, James, what do you reckon about Williams? Do you, can you kind of see what I'm getting at with Williams there? Because I'm a big fan of his, but I just think it's something that may, maybe is worth discussing in terms of does he slot back in for the upcoming two games? It's funny. I was uh, I sat next to a lad I play football with, uh, and the guy the, we got chatting with the guy in guys in front and um i think that my mate said so uh what would your lineup have been i said well to be honest i'd have probably gone with williams and pollock uh in in the middle and the guy in front of me turned round and like straight in my face went but williams is rubbish <laughs> um so what? uh i was just like what <laughs> Uh, so it shows you how differently we all view games, doesn't it? Um, yeah. yeah, I'd have I'd have gone with Williams and Pollock myself yesterday. I think uh, I think Scott offers us the best kind of attacking threat, I would say, from from the mid centre midfield options. And I think it's, it's a good balancing act in terms of Williams offers the best defensive. Uh, that said, I thought uh, I think when I first like looked at Paul Lewis, I thought in 10 games, I'm still not going to be sure what I think his strong point is. That said, I did think he had a good game yesterday in terms of he was good at nicking back possession and we saw him getting forward a bit more. And yes, of course, he should have scored that that chance. But I thought it was just a little signs there about maybe getting a bit more of an idea of what kind of player he is. I think Flores clearly has ability, but I think at the moment he's trying a bit too hard. He's trying to do the Hollywood pass and it's not quite coming off. Um so at the moment, uh, it's good to have options. Uh, I think in terms of do we play better football when McWilliams uh, isn't in, it's difficult to say because I don't think we've seen enough of Lewis and Flores yet to say whether that is the case. I do get what, you, what you're saying, though. Sometimes McWilliams, for all his, uh, all his brilliance in terms of breaking up play uh, and 
you know, being good in the tackle, uh, sometimes he doesn't pick the right, you know, pass. And mm. that's something that you think you'd, you'd have hoped he'd have kind of improved a bit on in his game since he started. And perhaps the progression on that front is a little bit slower than we, we, we might have liked. But I think there's certainly, uh, I think Williams would probably still make my team uh, just, just for what he offers uh, in terms of breaking up play in front of the, the centre defence. Um, so, yeah, yeah it, it's a tough one. I'm, I'm glad I, I'm glad the other two got an opportunity to answer it before <laughs> I did. It gave me a bit more time to think about it. <laughs> there's, um, there's some suggested he's better off in a three, maybe a bit of cover for him and just uh, his ability to do his thing there in a three, but it seems unlikely that that four four two seems pretty uh, ensconced now. So we'll, we'll see where it goes, I guess. But, you know, it's, it's sort of splitting hairs to an extent because we got the win, but we have got two very difficult games coming up now. I guess with, um, you said Pollock and McWilliams maybe would be a good combination. I can't argue with that at all, but I can just imagine a conversation between Brady and Colin Calderwood. Brady, who is a novice manager and really, really wants to keep his job, as anyone would do in his position. And then Calderwood, who's bit of a dour Scott to an extent and a defensive minded I can imagine that they they would probably go a bit more experience and a bit more you know yeah so I just I think it'll be, it's gonna be difficult to see McWilliams and Pollock starting but you never know and I'm sure they would um count themselves well but yeah let's go on to those actually let's go on to a man of the match actually we haven't done that yet um James for you man of the match I will give it to Rose just for the goal and his overall play. Uh, I think that there's a very good case for any of the back four getting it, and particularly the the, the two centre backs. But I think uh, for all his hard work and getting off off the mark at last, I'll, I'll go for Danny Rose. Fair enough. He deserved a goal and really strong performance. So that sounds pretty sensible. Brendan, for you, man of the match, mate. Uh, I would have to go between. Um... Sam Hoskins and Danny Rose. I think if you get a goal and an assist, and he and he could have had another couple um, of of goal involvements at least for for Sammy. Um, you, you're hard done by not to get man of the match, but just because he ran himself into the ground and he deserved it, I think Danny Danny's up there. I, I'm gonna, do you know what? I'm gonna go against the grain and go Sam Hoskins. Fair enough. He needs he needs his support, so that's a, yeah. that's, that's a good one. Max, for you, man of the match. Oh, that's a difficult one. I'm, I'm going to go. Uh, it's a difficult one. I'm probably going to go along either McGowan or Horseball for me. They were just so really. They were just really good at defensive uh, duties yesterday. And it's probably McGowan just edges it for me because he was just. He's that player we've been missing. Um, I think especially at right back. You know, he he likes to try and. I don't know if anybody noticed it, but whenever um, we had a goal, there uh, Scunthorpe had a goal kick. Like it would always come out to their right winger. Oh, left winger, sorry. And uh, he would just like make out he was going for the ball, but then duck out and then we'd get the throw in. And that was just something I really enjoyed watching him do. He did that three or four times yesterday. So uh, I'm going to go with McGowan on that one. Good okay, that it's yeah. three different players, because last year it was just Watson every game. Yeah. Watson, <laughs> yeah. Watson, 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 Watson. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, that seems fair enough um, with McGowan. I have to go Rose just pretty much the same reasons as Brendan, but I just, bit of a NB next to uh, Atete, who I think is just a really good player. He's, doesn't He hasn't scored probably as many as he'd hoped for by now, and he hasn't 
maybe not grabbing the headlines, but he's just a quality player and he that guy will produce. I think Brady's come out and said that he will score goals, so just keep him in there. He's going to bag a few, hopefully starting against um, Forest Green and, and Swindon. Is anyone going to go away to Forest Green, is it? On anyone's uh, radar? Yeah, I'm 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 there, mate. I'm there with the with the few lads. It's my uh, birthday game. I'm, I'm my birthday on the Monday, so we always go to whatever the closest away is. Make the trip. I've not been there before, so yeah, I, I think it will already like shape up a lot of the rest of the season. That you, you hate to say a six pointer this early on, and I'm, I won't say that, but I do think like if we want to do well, we have to beat those teams, and they'll be looking at us as a team that started well and want to want to put us down. So yeah, I'm really yeah, excited yeah. for it. Yeah, it's a nice little club. They, when I went last time a couple of years ago, they had a really good like clubhouse bar and stuff. And obviously the owner's pretty sort of a you know a bit of a bit of a free thinker and stuff. So they'll be have some good facilities there. Um, a lot of the discussions we've had about people like Rose Hoskins, even McGowan. It's going to be really interesting if we're discussing them in the same light against pretty much two of the. Uh, the big hitters in the league so we'll um reconverge in probably in a couple of weeks time maybe uh for that home game against swindon after that home game in swindon and see see what happens but thanks for uh, joining me as usual guys and have a good rest of your weekend imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt now imagine them getting even softer over time that's what you'll feel with Bowl and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowl and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Cheers, guys. Cheers, guys. Cheers, guys. Cheers, guys. Cheers, Cheers, bye. Cheers. Bye-bye.